South Africa's controversial administrative adjudication of road traffic offenses, otherwise abbreviated as ARTO bill and its stinging uh, demerit system signed into law by President Cyril Ramaphosa this week is the beginning of stringent road laws. Some say, quote, this is the this is definitely the way to go and is not the end, close quote. Transport Minister Figilin Balula told the Sunday Times yesterday he said the department was looking at even more stringent measures and this, I suppose, is a way of making sure that as road users we're very responsible. And then I quote again, there is nothing unusual about this demerit system. People are complaining about it, but you find it elsewhere in the world where people are punished for driving drunk or for speeding. Quote, it is only in South Africa that you are allowed to become a repetitive serial lawbreaker and do not get to go to jail. Instead, those who drive drunk and endanger other road users and the defenseless are able to go to court and get away with their crimes by simply paying a fine, close quote, again attributed to Minister Mbalula. I want to play something for you that is also said by Minister Mbalula and then I'll introduce you to our guest Howard Dombowski and then we get down to our subject. Howard, I trust you're listening. We'll talk about it first. Let's listen to this. The ARTO Act will usher in business unusual on our roads as it makes way for the following provisions. Points demerit system. This is an objective and first system of identifying reckless drivers and lawbreakers so that we can remove them from the driving fold. Common penalties. All traffic violations throughout the country will carry the same penal values. And that's what he said there's a lot that he said this is just a clip now let's talk to our guest for tonight howard dombowski joining us on the line is the chair of the justice project south africa good evening to you howard and thank you for agreeing to talk to us good evening to you and i and good evening to the listeners and um i, I must just quickly say that that uh listening to your disclaimer um <laughs> over the air prior to this was particularly um relevant to the discussion we're about to have wow okay all right thank you very much all right <laughs> let's begin by, by by chewing on your take uh, i trust you've read the bill your take on the bill yeah, I've read the, the, the bill repeatedly and uh, participated in, in all of the processes that um, preceded the amendment of, of this Arta Amendment Bill, which is now the Arta Amendment Act Number 4 of 2019, but is yet to be proclaimed to be enforced. So let's just please bear in, bear in mind that despite the fact that the President has signed it, it is not yet enforced. So um, let's not get too hot on the collar about its provisions but let's talk about them yeah yeah so do you think it's a good or a bad piece of legislation it's probably the, the it probably constitutes the most um, vigorous attack on the constitutional rights of um, South Africans um, and, and actually not just South Africans but all, all motorists um, that we've seen in the history of democratic South Africa. And there are a number of reasons that I say that. Now, I, I'd just like to comment on that audio clip that you pay, uh, played um, of Minister 
previously known as Minister Beep All, um, and uh, uh, sorry, Fear Beep All, um, and what he is saying about reckless, negligent drivers, uh, drunk drivers, etc. Well, um, it might come as a, as a surprise to him if he were to actually go and read the the Auto Act. That the Auto Act does not deal with those types of drivers at all. Um, the Criminal Procedure Act still deals with the, those kind of, of um, let's call them serious road traffic offenders, and nothing's going to change in that regard until the um, the prosecuting authorities and um, the law enforcement authorities get their act together. So let, let's not be in, under any illusion that the Arta Act is going to change that. It's not. Okay. The Arta Act has something called Schedule 3, which is a classification of different road traffic offences into infringements and offences. Offences are dealt with in terms of the Criminal Procedure Act. Infringements are dealt with in terms of the Arta Act. And essentially what the Arta Act does is it um, expedites the process of, number one, issuing road traffic infringement notices, and number two, the collection thereof. Um, You can liken an infringement notice now to an invoice uh, for the pure and simple reason that the Auto Amendment Bill, which is now the Auto Amendment Act, um, actually excludes your right to a trial before an ordinary court entirely. Wow. I know that, that uh, the proponents of the, the bill um, say how wonderful it is, and in fact, the minister, in his uh, actual speech on, on, on this um, uh, the release of the Arter Act um, says infringers do not have to be burdened by courts for infringements. And now, the last time I looked at the Constitution, I didn't consider it a burden on me as an accused person to be subjected to a fair trial before a court, nor did I consider it a burden for he who accuses me of breaking the law to have to prove their allegation. But that is not a feature in, in the Arta Amendment Bill. Instead, it, it gets replaced with a very cumbersome and very uh, challenging, I would say, uh, process of um, administrative actions and civil actions that I can tell you now 99.9999% of people will fail at the first hurdle. So if you're going to um, come along and say that you're not guilty of the infringement that you stand accused of, you will have to make a written representation to the Road Traffic Infringement Authority who makes its money from traffic fines saying, I'm not guilty because of X, Y, Z. If your written representation is not perfect, um, then and, and your representation gets rejected by the RTIA, then 
um, they can add an additional 200 rand to the penalty fee that you have to pay. You then have recourse to a tribunal uh, comprising of nine persons to deal with uh, what's tantamount to 25 million um, drivers and registered vehicles. And uh, you have to apply to that tribunal within 30 days um, of the rejection of your written representation and accompanying your application um, must be a fee that is to be prescribed by the minister. If that tribunal then hears your review application, and, and this is something very important for people to, to understand because there's a difference between a review and a criminal trial. Under no circumstances in a review is your accuser required to prove its allegations against you. Your your whole case rises and falls on the written representation that you made in the first place because that is the decision that is going to be reviewed. Now, if the tribunal then does not rule in your favor, you will have another 30 days maximum to lodge an, uh, a review application in the magistrate's court. And you know, fortunately, with the magistrate's court, there are no fees to be you know, to be paid. But I don't know of many laymen who will be able to con- conduct a review application in a magistrate's court. So the chances are that you're going to need a lawyer. And that is the long and short of things. Now, let, let's ask a question: If you're sent a traffic fine for 500 rand, which also carries uh, one demerit point, just by the way. And your option is to pay it within 32 days and receive a 50% discount because, of course, traffic fines are on red hanger sale under the Arter Act. Then the second you pay it, that, in, that demerit point is applied to your driving license, and you may accumulate no more than 12 of them without your driving license being suspe- uh, suspended. I would ask you with tears in my eyes, who in their right mind would go through the full process of making the written representation, paying the fee to the tribunal, and then having to engage an attorney to represent them in a review application in the magistrate's court, the total cost of which is probably going to enter into anything above and beyond 10,000 rand, when they could have paid 250 rand and just got rid of it in the first place. Yeah. All right. I want us, to, I want us to, to open the lines for those of you who have read the bill or now the act until it is proclaimed at least. And you have an opinion on the matter. I'd like to hear what it is. 0891-104-207. We're in conversation with Howard Dombofsky. He's speaking to us, given his perspective on now the act that has recently been signed. I think it was last week, if I'm not mistaken, into law. And we're going to find out perhaps if this is, according to you, something that we should be welcoming. Not to say that we have anything to say about it, because even Howard, uh, they are not challenging it. Uh, according to him, uh, well, let me have him answer. Why? Why aren't you challenging it, Howard? 
Uh, it's, it's actually quite simple. Um, we don't have the money to now take this, this matter to the Constitutional Court. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be challenged, though. Okay. Um, there are other organizations that have already come out openly saying that they are going to. Um, and you know that presents an opportunity to JPSA um, and to me in my personal capacity to join those applications of Amicus Curia, which is a friend of the court, um, without uh, you know, running into millions of rands worth of, of legal costs. Um, but the, the fact is that that's, that's what these kind of applications cost. They cost millions of rands. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we just don't have those kind of financial resources at our disposal at the moment. But still, even if you're joining as amicus, you'd still be having to uh, employ a, a legal counsel. And, and, and um, no. <laughs> you, you won't need to? No. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, 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 if JPSA joins as amicus, it would have to. Yeah, but if that... I do it in my personal capacity, I don't have to. Oh, so you'd be litigating in person? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I, can, I can tell you right now that, that um, I'm certainly not frightened of standing in front of the 12 judges okay. and um, arguing the merits and demerits of the Arta Act in um in the framework of the constitution. Okay. All right. Let's 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 walk through this whole process. These twelve points are uh, allegedly are points that you you are given. You are offered as a way of notifying you of the progress of your infringements. Correct. That is correct. Now, um, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. What I'm trying to establish is if you're giving 12 chances to correct your misbehavior, surely 12 times of misbehavior do warrant you to have a, a, a sort, a form of punishment of, or, or of the other, isn't it? 12 offenses? Well, um, let's see. Failing to license your vehicle in time is subject to four demerit points. Um, now, that, that's just one example. It's not one demerit point per infringement that okay. you incur. The okay. demerit points are dependent on the classification the yeah. of that particular infringement. Ah. Um, and I can tell you right now that in the case of operators, um, which are people who, who operate transport businesses and the like, the demerit points are uh, between four and five demerit points per infringement. Yeah. Uh, so let's not fool ourselves that you're given 12 chances. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. And then the, the, the way of serving uh, the, these notices, uh, WhatsApp, emails, and SMSs, is this true? It, it's 100% true. <laughs> and it, it's, it's quite frankly um, laughable. And I do not believe that it's going to pass constitutional or legal muster. And let me tell you why I say that. They define electronic service as being electronic service as is defined in the Electronic Communications and Trans uh, Transactions Act. And let me tell you what that actually says. That 
service by email will be deemed uh, sorry it will be uh, deemed to have been affected if the email is sent to the address specified by the sender so i'm going to send you notice um, of my intention to prosecute you at um, let's see hell you're a nice guy at gmail.com <laughs> okay, okay. all right okay that is how flawed um, this particular provision is in addition let's talk about things like whatsapp let's talk about things like facebook I, I, I don't know if, the, the, if our government actually realizes that it enacted something called the Protection of Personal Information Act. Uh. Um, where are they going to get the details of your social media account, firstly? And secondly, are they going to now go and post your infringement notice on your Facebook profile, on your Facebook page, for all to see? Because if that is their intention, then they're looking to get themselves sued blind. All right, let me take some calls for you. Let me get some calls for you. 0891-104-207. after 10. Let's go to KGM. KGM is on the road. Good evening, KGM. Good evening, uh, mm. and good evening to your guests and the listeners. Yeah. Now... Let, let me let me add. I don't know if it's gonna be sugar or salt or pepper to your discussion. Yeah. Uh, if government is serious about curbing um, unlawfulness on the roads, if Figilin Balula and and the cabinet the executive, as it were, even parliament, if they were serious, really serious, and taking our lives seriously as the citizens of this country, can they explain this one dichotomy for me? One is, I'm driving a car right now, the speedometer reads 260 kilometers per hour. The top speed on this car is 240 there's no road in this country that allows a car to drive beyond 120 kilometers per hour. Why is this car that I'm driving lawful in this country? On which road is this car supposed to drive? Now, you know as much as I know, Nye, that the, the vehicles can be governed. The speed on vehicles can be governed. We've got trucks and buses that have been governed some to 80, some to 100 kilometers per hour. Why do we have... Uh, and I'm talking. I'm not talking a sport car. I'm driving a normal... Uh, just a normal car. A normal... It's a bucky, in fact. How, how do we get to that? And, and lastly, I, I wish instead of us having a conversation amongst ourselves sometimes, you need to bring the Honorable Minister as well as the the portfolio, maybe the, 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 the head of the portfolio committee. Let them come in and, and explain this one for me. I'm, I'm not interested in the demerit system and the comparison of Europe and ours, which is irrelevant in as far as I'm concerned, because 
the situation, the, the road infrastructure and everything else in Europe or overseas, as it were, even here next door in Botswana, is different from us here in South Africa. So this notion of we are not the only one in the world, we are not trying to be everybody in the world. We are South Africa, we've got our unique situations. For instance, the, the, the comparison in Europe, if you look at the cars that uh, they, they are called uh, from cons, uh, for instance, Nye, the ones that you, you only go to Devon, they are bought and they are sold in Lesotho, Botswana, and so forth, which are not allowed in the country. When you compare those cars with what we have on the road, I mean, I've been, I'm on the road most of the time, you know that, Nye. I, I come across a lot of accidents. When I look at the car that caused the accident, if I had enough money to sue government, I would sue government on behalf of the people who have lost their lives because government allows these vehicles to be on the road. Yet they claim, well, they care so much about us to introduce this, this law and the demerit system and everything that comes and goes with it. I think corruption is beyond imagination in this country, and we've made it the norm. Okay. Maya? Thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you very much, KGM. Let's have our guests respond to that. What's your take on what KGM is saying, Howard? Well, I don't think he's draw, uh, throwing sugar, salt, or pepper on, on the situation. I think he's thrown Eno's on top of a wet situation <laughs> okay. because that was a fizzle of a call. Yeah. And well done to the caller. The fact is that um, our Department of Transport published a proposed amendment to the National Road Traffic Regulations whereby all vehicles would have to be uh, speed limited. However, uh, I just want to add a a bit of um, salt to the wound here and say that it is not necessarily speed that kills, but it is reckless driving that kills. Let me give you an example. If a person is driving on the freeway in a motor vehicle uh, at 40 kilometers an hour, where the speed limit is 120 kilometers an hour, that person is, in my view, a reckless driver. And the reason that they're a reckless driver is because they are driving at a speed differential which is way, way, way below the speed limit, and that's what causes crashes on freeways. The concept of speed being the the sole uh, problem is a false one, and um, unfortunately, uh, it is definitely true that the faster you go, the bigger the mess when you hit, hit something. Um, let, let's just talk for two seconds about a crash uh, at the Bethlehem interchange yesterday uh, where 10 people lost their lives. And that was a minibus taxi that apparently lost control and hit the concrete barrier and there were people strewn all over the freeway. Simultaneously, the Minister of Transport was um, jetting around the country um, announcing how wonderful the ARTA Act is. Now, um, as I said right in the beginning of this this, um, conversation, high speed um, is amongst 
the criminal offences that will be prosecuted in terms of the Criminal Procedure Act. It is not prosecuted in terms of the ARTA Act. When I say high speed, I am talking about speeds in excess of 30 kilometers an hour over the speed limits in an urban area and over 40 kilometers an hour over the speed limit outside of an urban area or on a freeway. Yeah. What a lot of people fail to comprehend is, you know, all this Euro NCAT crash testing and all that kind of stuff that um, is made such a big song and dance about because these are the safety features of your vehicle and it has a one, two, three, four, or five star rating as with respect to safety. Mm. All of those tests, are conducted at a speed of 64 kilometers an hour. Mm. So if we're going to say that speed is the biggest contributor to road traffic crashes in, in the country, then we must limit all vehicles to 35 kilometers an hour because at, at 35 kilometers an hour, your chances of surviving are pretty good. As compared to 120 well, no, as compared to 64. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. At 120, if you hit a solid object, it doesn't matter how good your car's um, safety rating is, it's going to make a big mess. Yeah. And it's most likely that you're going to be part of that big mess because let me let you into another little not-so-big secret, and that is that... A, an enormous amount of people who drive at reckless speeds also fail to wear seatbelts. Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to say to me, oh, but the, the car goes bing, 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 or it won't start or it won't move. But these people get around it yeah. by t simply taking the seatbelt and clipping it into the seatbelt uh, receptor um, and then hanging across it behind the back them. of the seat. Yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. Um, I want to say this to anyone who's listening. Um, what Howard is saying is just bringing it to your attention. What you do about it is really up to you. And we'll bring this to your attention because it's something that either is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on where you stand. And now you know where uh, the Justice Pro Project essay stands and out and many other organizations. It is very important that you read the piece of legislation and see perhaps which side you support. Howard, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Really up appreciate your time. My absolute pleasure, but I just wish to warn everybody that the, they're going to find it quite difficult to read the Arta Amendment Bill, because without knowing what the Arta Act says, you're going to have big, big trouble. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Howard Dombowski, the chair of the Justice Project South Africa.